and the U.S. Army, you can make a choice to make your mark. With over 200 fields to choose from, you can join forces with us and take on anything. Visit GoArmy.com to answer, what's your warrior? We're going to be learning Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi, the first piece in Hilchos Machalos Asuros. This is Perak Aleph, Halacha Tes Zayin. Our learning should be in the merit of a quick and full speedy refuah shlema for Moshe ben Fega. The issue that Rab Chaim's dealing with in this piece is that the Gemara talks about, we'll see it's either three or four simanim, signs, that a bird is kosher. That's how we determine whether a bird is kosher or not. And he's going to explain the Shittas HaRambam in this halacha and also differentiate between two different types of simanim. The Rambam writes, If you don't know whether this is a kosher bird, then the way to establish it is to check the following signs. What are they? So the Rambam says, Any bird which is predatory, it kills and eats other birds, we know that that is a tame non-kosher bird. But if it does not eat other birds, then it needs to have the following three simanim, and then it will be kosher. What are the three simanim? An extra finger, it's not exactly clear what this means, either outside of the row of the fingers or an enlarged finger. Uh, number two is ozefek v'hihamora, it has to have this zefek, it's an extra place for food to go before it gets digested. Uh, number three, Oshahaya Korkavano Niklaf Biyad. Or the Korkavan, which is the stomach area, the digestion, can be taken off with the hand. So those are the three simanim of a kosher bird. There is no bird in the world, says the Rambam, which is not predatory and has these three simanim, which is not kosher, with one exception, these two birds, the Paris Oznia bird, and the Paris Bosnia in issue, but you won't find those in the place where Jews live. So we don't have to be concerned for that. Any bird that you can find that is not predatory and has these three simanim must be a kosher bird. And then in Halacha Yudches, the Rambam adds in that Haya Kurkovan Niklaf Bisakin, let's say this digestion area could be taken off with a knife, but it can't be taken off with the hand, and it does not have any of the other simanim. So then Afopishain Odores, even though it's not predatory, Hareza Suffake, it's it's a Suffolk kosher bird. So this is the Psaka of the Rambam with regard to evaluating which birds are kosher. Uh, very popular amongst Kiruv organizations for his claim that there are no other birds in the world that meet these specific criteria. Now this comes from the Gemara in Chulin on Daf Samach Aleph. The Gemara says, Tani Rabchia, Of Habob Simen Echad Tohor, Lefishain Dome If a bird only has one sign that it's kosher, it's still kosher because it's not like the nesher, the eagle. A nesher, which is not kosher, has no signs of kosher at all. So uh, for a bird to be non-kosher, it has to be totally devoid of signs. If it has even one sign, then it is kosher. So the Gemara asks, why don't we learn out from Paris of Osnia, who do have some of the signs and they're still not kosher? So the Gemara answers, Im nesher, the Why then does the Torah need to tell us that a nesher is not kosher. Once we learn out from Paris and Osnia, then for sure a nesher is not kosher because it has none of the signs. 
So the Gemara explains Elanesher the Lesley Klalhud Lotechol had Islechad Echol that it's only a Nesher which has no signs that is non-kosher, but if it even has one sign, then it would be kosher. Now the Gemara continues to ask. It says, "You're telling me if the Torah hadn't said a Nesher, then we would have derived from Paris and Osnia that if it." Is missing any of the signs, it's not kosher. Says the Gemara, Havale Paris Vosnia, Shneik Suvan Haboim Keechod, Vishneik Suvan Haboim Keechod, Ein Melamdin. We have a general rule that we don't learn from two psukim which say the same thing. So Paris and Osnia is two different cases, so it's two psukim, and we shouldn't learn out from there. The fact that the Torah had to say it twice means that it's not a principle we should be learning out from, it's just two exceptions. So the Gemara says, Gemiri In this case is different because the simon that each one of these Paris and Osnia has is different than what the other one has. And therefore we could learn out from both of them together that any bird which is lacking any of the simonim of a kosher bird is not kosher. And that's why the Torah needed to say that a nesher is not kosher, meaning any bird which has even one kosher sign is generally kosher. So the Gemara then continues and it says the same question but more sharply. The Gemara says, There are 24 non-kosher birds. So it's impossible for there not to be some overlap being that there are only four signs of a non-kosher bird. Some of them must have the same as the other ones. So if so, it's again it's again the Torah said the same thing two times and we should not be able to learn out. So why do we need nesher? So the Gemara says, Gemiri, There are 24 non-kosher birds and four signs. Three of those signs are present in 20 of the birds. Then the Gemara says, The crow bird has two of the signs. And then there's one in the Paris and one in the Osnia. And again, the Isabaha, Lesabaha, that the one that's in one of those is not in the other one, and it's also not in any of the other birds. So there is one of the four Simanim, which is only present in either the Paris or the Osnia. And the Gemara says, we would have thought that we learn out from there that any bird which has that simon shouldn't be kosher, because it's not Shnek Sumabaim Ke'echad. That fourth simon is only present in either the Paris or the Osnia and no other bird. So we could derive from there that any bird with it is not kosher. And since we don't know exactly which simon it is, then all birds that might have that one simon, meaning any bird with even one simon of being non-kosher, would automatically be non-kosher. So therefore, the Torah had to say the nesher, which has no simonim of being kosher, to teach us that only if a bird is lacking all the simonim. But if it has even one simon of being kosher, then it is kosher. So that is the Gemara according to the Girsa of the Gaonim, Rashi, and Rabbeinu Gershom. And the conclusion of this version is that there is no non-kosher bird with only one kosher simen, with the exception of the Paris and the Osnia. Now, later on the Gemara says that Amemar said that if a bird has one kosher simen, then it's kosher, uh, so long as it is not predatory. So the Gemara asks, what about Paris and Osnia? It could be one of those, which are still not kosher. So the Gemara says, less new, but Yishuv, we don't have Paris and Osnia in these areas, so we don't have to be concerned that this bird is a Paris and Osnia. Now, Rashi explains that what Amemar is saying is that this bird is both non-predatory and it has one kosher simen, and that's why we say that it's a kosher bird. So Tosos asks on this, if there's two simonim here, in other words, it's both non-predatory in addition to another simon, so then maybe it's a crow, maybe it's an orave. 
the Orev, the Gemara said before, has two simanim that it's kosher, but it's still not kosher. So how could Rashi say in Amemar that if it has these two simanim, non-predatory plus another one, it's kosher, maybe it's a Orev. Second of all, Tosos asks the flip side of this, which is that the Gemara says that we're not concerned that it's a Paris and Osnia because we don't have those birds in this area. But even if we do have Paris and Osnia in these areas, this bird has two simanim that it's kosher. It's non-predatory and another one. But Paris and Osnia only have one simon. So why should we ever think that this bird is a Paris and Osnia? As soon as the bird has two simanim, it can no longer be a Paris and an Osnia. So because of these questions, Tosvos has another way to explain this, and that is that when the Gemara said it's non-predatory, that is the kosher simen that the person found. So it's not two different simanim. There's non-predatory plus another simen. The non-predatory is the simen in this case. So there's only one simen over here. And that's why it's certainly not an orev, which has two simanim, but it might be a paris and an osnia except for the fact that those are not around this area. So that makes sense of the Gemara. There's only one simon in this case, and that is that it's non-predatory. Now, Reb Chaim explains for Rashi that the, the reason we're not concerned in this case that it's an orev is because orev is a predatory bird. So if this is a non-predatory bird, then it can't be an orev. Why are we concerned that it's a paris or an osnia if it has two simonim? So Reb Chaim says that when the Gemara says that it's non-predatory, it means we haven't seen it be predatory. It's not that we know for a fact it's non-predatory. We just don't know one way or the other. We have not seen it eat another animal. So if that's the case, we have to be concerned that maybe it is a Paris and an Osnia, meaning maybe it's a predatory bird we thought wrong, and it only has one simon, and it's a Paris and an Osnia. So on that, the Gemara says you don't have to be concerned because Paris and Osnia are not in these areas. So that's why the Gemara has to say that. So we've removed Paris and Osnia because they're not around these parts, and we've removed Orev because Orev is a predatory bird, and this we have not seen it be predatory. And Rab Chaim references the Marsha who says something along these lines. This may be the only reference to the Marsha in the Chidush Rabbein Chaim Alevi. So that's Rab Chaim's approach to answer Rashi. Now, coming back to Tosvos's approach, though, Rab Chaim says there's still a problem here. Because Tosvos said that the only simen which would make the bird kosher is if it's non-predatory. But why shouldn't any one simen make the bird kosher? Once we know that if it has one simen, it's not a Paris or an Osnia, because those are not in these parts, so then it should automatically be a kosher bird. Again, the shita of Rashi and Rabbeinu Gershom is that the only birds in the world which are non-kosher and have one simen of being a kosher bird are Paris and Osnia. And according to the Gemara, Paris and Osnia are not found in these areas. So any one simon should now mean that this bird is kosher. Why does Tosu say it has to be specifically the non-predatory simon? So Rab Chaim gives an answer, which he himself says is pretty forced. He says that only one of either the Paris or the Osnia is not found in these areas. The other one is found. And as we know from the Gemara before, each of them have a different simon. Uh, there's there's no overlap. So one of them has one simon, the other one has a different simon. And the simon for one of them is that it's non-predatory. And that one, again, whichever one it is, either Paris or Osnia, is not found in these parts. But the other one is found in these parts, and it has some other simon, and that's why we can't just eat any bird with one simon, because it might be either the Paris or the Osnia. You know, there's a lot of uh, ambiguity at this point, because uh, it's just built into this whole halacha, because we don't know which simon goes with the Paris and the Osnia, 
And according to this approach, which animal is found in the Yishuv where Jews live or not. So uh, even from the Gemara's times, there's a lot of uncertainty about the simonim of the Paris and the Azniah. And Rav Chaim says that uh, it's Dachuk, it's not the best to answer for Tosos. Now there's a whole another approach to reading this Gemara, and this is Rabbi Moshe Rabbi Yosef, which is quoted by the Ran in his commentary on the Rif. And he reads it in certain ways the opposite of Rashi. Rashi maintained that most non kosher birds, except for the Orev, Paris, and Osnia, have all four simanim that they're non-kosher, meaning they're predatory and they're lacking the other three simanim. Reb Moshe, Reb Yosef's approach is the exact opposite, that most non-kosher birds only have one simon that they're non-kosher, and that is that they're predatory. That is the primary simon that a bird is non-kosher. The only exception the Gemara is saying is that one of the either Paris or Uznia, one of those birds in that unit, is non-predatory, but it's still non-kosher. So that's the one exception. Every non-kosher bird is predatory with the exception of either the Paris and the Uznia. And so this now makes perfect sense of Amemar's statement that if we have a bird which is non-predatory, you can eat it because every non-kosher bird is predatory with the exception of either the Paris and the Osnia, and those birds are not found in the Yishu, so we don't have to be concerned for them. So any bird you find which is non-predatory is automatically going to be kosher according to this approach of Reb Moshe Rebbe Yosef. In other words, at the end of Rashi's approach, there's a biological fact which emerges from the Gemara, which is most non-kosher birds have all four signs that they're non-kosher, with the exception of the Orev, which has two kosher signs, and the Paris and the Osnia have one kosher sign. So this biological fact gets us into problems with Amemar, because he says that if there's one kosher sign, then you can eat it. But the, the problem, according to Rashi and Tosos, as we saw, is how to make sense of the details. But Reb Moshe, Rebbe Yosef's approach is omits this whole biological fact. There is no claim that's made in the Gemara that the only non-kosher bird, which has one sign of being kosher, is the Paris or the Uznia. So once we get to Meymar, we don't have to apply that fact into his halacha. He said that any bird with the sign that it's non-predatory is going to be kosher because that's the key distinction between kosher and non-kosher birds. A non-kosher bird is predatory and a kosher bird is non-predatory. So as soon as we can evaluate that a bird is non-predatory, it becomes kosher. The one exception is either the Paris or the Osnia, but those are not found in these areas. And this explains perfectly why a different simon is not going to be sufficient. It can't just be any one simon because there's plenty of non-kosher birds which have one simon of being kosher. It has to be specifically the simon that it's non-predatory. So Reb Moshe Reb Yosef's reading of the Gemara fits in very nicely with explaining Amemar's halacha. Now, where did Reb Moshe Reb Yosef get this halacha that any non-predatory bird is kosher? So the Mishnah, when it lists these halachas, at first it says any predatory bird is non-kosher. And then it says anything which has these three simanim, so the extra finger, uh, the zefek, the extra area in the stomach, and the korkavan that can be pulled off. That's a kosher bird. But these two lines seem to contradict each other because you could have the three simanim and still be a predatory bird. So from here we derive that any bird which has those three simanim 
is by definition not predatory. In other words, uh, this is Reb Moshe Reb Yosef's biological fact that any bird which has the three signs of being kosher is never a predatory bird. There is no such thing as a predatory bird which has all three signs of being kosher. So this is the basis of Reb Moshe Reb Yosef's position that the key distinction between a kosher and a non-kosher bird is whether it's predatory or not. Now, Reb Chaim moves on to a third shita in the Rishonim, how to read this Gemara, and that is Rabbeinu Tam. This is in Tosvos, in Chulin, Dav Samach Aleph, Amad Aleph, Dibar HaMaschel, Kol Sheyesh. Rabbeinu Tam has the same girsa as Rashi, that the Gemara is saying that 20 of the 24 non-kosher birds have at least three simanim, but Rabbeinu Tam holds that the three simanim include also that they're not predatory, and it's three out of the four. So there are four simanim, the non-predatory and the other three, and 20 of those birds have some sort of mixture of three out of the four simanim that they are non-kosher. So the key point in Rabbeinu Tam is that the non-predatory simen is in no way different or more significant than any of the other three simanim. All four are on equal standing. And this is totally different than Rab Moshe Rab Yosef, who says the non-predatory simen is the main one. But it's also different from the first approach of Rashi and Rabbeinu Gershom, because Rabbeinu Gershom explicitly says that the unusual simen, which only appears in either Paris or Osnia, is the non-predatory one. So he explicitly points out that that one's different than the other ones, that you're not going to find a bird other than this one exceptional case, which is not found, which is non-predatory and non-kosher. And even Rashi doesn't say it explicitly, but Rashi, in the way he explains the Gemara, he says that we don't know which is the simon that only appears in either the Paris or the Osnia. We're left in the dark with regard to which simon it is. So if so, it sounds like we have to be talking about one of the three simanim, and we're not sure which of those three simanim is acceptable on its own. But when the Mishnah said that a bird with three simanim is kosher, it was going back on it being non-predatory. So non-predatory predatory is an unusual simon in the sense that it's a requirement with any other simon. And that's how Rashi read the Gemara that we saw with Amemar. So at this point, Rab Chaim's surveyed three approaches in the Rishonim to reading this Gemara, and I'm just going to summarize them quickly before we move on to how the Rambam read it, because he's going to point out that the Rambam fits in with none of these shitas, and he must have had a fourth approach. The first approach is Rashi and Rabbeinu Gershom. They hold that there are four simanim, but the non-predatory one is more significant than the other three, and a bird is kosher if it has non-predatory with any of the other three simanim. And there are 20 birds which have all three simanim plus their predatory. So the vast majority of non-kosher birds have all four simanim. The second approach is Rab Moshe Rab Yosef. He holds that the main criteria for a kosher bird is that it's non-predatory. And the vast majority of the non-kosher birds, those 20 of the 24, have only one simon that they are non-kosher. But there is only one exceptional bird, either the Paris or the Osnia, which is non-predatory and which is still non-kosher. And the third approach is Rabbeinu Tam, who holds that all four simanim have equal standing, and 20 of the 24 non-kosher birds have some combination of three out of the four simanim that they're non-kosher.
Now, the Rambam seems to fit into none of these approaches because the Rambam holds that for a bird to be kosher, it needs to be non-predatory plus one of the other siman. And that's what he says, If it's non-predatory, then If it has also one of the other simanim, then it would be a kosher bird. And later on, at the end of the halacha we quoted before, when he's talking about if the stomach could be pulled off with a knife, but not with the hand. He says, if if there's no other simon, even though it's non-predatory, so you see that you need non-predatory plus another valid simon in order to make it a kosher bird. If it's just another one that's a suffix, then it's a suffix kosher. And the flip side of this is also that if we knew for sure that it was not the valid simon of taking off the stomach, so it had only that it was non-predatory, it had no other simon, then according to the Rambam, that would be a non-kosher bird. So it's very clear in the Rambam that you need two things, that it's a non-predatory bird, it must have that simon. And it must have at least one of the other simanim. So there is a special status to the non-predatory simon, but it's not alone enough to make the bird kosher. It needs to be combined with any one of the other three. So this halacha fits in to none of the approaches that we had. It certainly doesn't fit into Rav Moshe Rav Yosef because he holds that as long as it's non-predatory, then it's immediately kosher. There's only a concern that it might be Paris and Osnia, and we don't have those in our areas. That was the explicit halacha of Ameymar that it would be kosher. So the Rambam would be going against that Gemara by saying you need one more simon together with this. And it doesn't fit into Rashi's approach based on the Gaonim because they read the Gemara that there is no bird which has one simon of being kosher other than either the Paris or the Osnia, which is not around these areas. So according to them, once you find a bird which has one simon that it's kosher, even if it's just non-predatory, that's sufficient. So why should the Rambam require another simon? So it doesn't fit in to either of those approaches. And he also doesn't fit into Rabbeinu Tam because according to the Rambam, if it's non-predatory plus Tusimanim, it would be kosher. But according to the Rabbeinu Tam, it's possible that it's one of the 20 non-kosher birds which have some combination of three Simanim. So the Rambam's halacha, the way he presents it, is not going to fit into Rabbeinu Tam either. And furthermore, Rab Chaim points out that according to Rab Moshe, Rab Yosef, and Rabbeinu Tam, those two approaches, they understand that the line in the Mishnah which says that it's kosher with the three simanim is independent of the first line, that a bird needs to be non-predatory. But the Rambam omits any mention of that halacha. He seems to say that a kosher bird is predicated on it being a non-predatory bird. He makes no mention that so long as you have all three of the other simanim, even if it's predatory, it would be kosher. So it doesn't sound like the Rambam read the Mishnah the way Rab Moshe, Rab Yosef, and Rabbeinu Tam did. According to Rashi, the line of the Mishnah that the three simanim make a bird kosher is following up, it's expanding on the first line that any predatory bird is non-kosher. So that would be the Rambam's approach too, that a kosher bird always has to be non-predatory. 
And uh, finally, Rab Chaim asks that the whole Gemara doesn't seem to fit according to the Rambam because the Rambam holds that any bird which has some signs of being non-kosher, we are concerned that it might be one of the non-kosher birds. So that must mean that aside from Paris and Osnia, which we're not concerned for, the Gemara said that explicitly, but even aside from those two, the rest of the non-kosher birds have different variations. So some of them have only one sign of being non-kosher. Some of them have three signs of being non-kosher. That's the only way you could say that we are concerned when we find a new bird that we don't know what it is, that it is a non-kosher bird. Now, in addition to that, as we know, the Rambam holds that if it's predatory, then it's automatically a non-kosher bird. So the only way to be a kosher bird is if it's non-predatory. All of these non-kosher birds that we are concerned with must therefore be predatory. So putting this all together, it's going to emerge that the Rambam has to hold that there are birds in the grouping of non-kosher birds that are not Paris and Osnia, which are predatory and have all three signs of being non-kosher, uh, which goes specifically against the Gemara. The Gemara said that there's something in Paris and Osnia, one of the signs, which is in no other bird. And to hear the Rab Chaim's just proved that according to the Rambam, there are other non-kosher birds which have all four signs of being non-kosher. So there's nothing left which is unique to only either Paris or Osnia. And uh, also this doesn't fit because the Gemara said that there are three signs which appear in the, most of these birds. According to the Rambam, there are four signs which appear in some of the birds. So basically putting together the two parts of this Rambam, that if it's predatory, it's non-kosher, even if it has all three other simonim of being kosher, and if it's non-predatory with any other sign of being kosher, it's kosher, so it emerges that the list of non-kosher birds must have all sorts of variations. Some have one sign or three signs or two signs, any level of variation must be there with the non-kosher birds. That's why we're concerned for any number of signs that it might be non-kosher. But if it's non-predatory, then it's automatically kosher with any of the one signs. So that leaves no room anymore for Paris and Osnia to be distinguished because the other non-kosher birds already have all four signs to them, and that goes against the Gemara. Just as an aside, I want to point out, I don't know why Rab Chaim says that there are 19 birds in this list, which have multiple variations, uh, when he's been saying 20 up until now. This is an issue in the Gemara. Hulin Rashi says that it's 20, and Tosos has the gears of 19 when he quotes Rabbeinu Tam. So uh, throughout, Rashi and Tosos have this discrepancy, but uh, it's unclear to me why Rab Chaim suddenly shifts from 20, which he's been using up until now, to 19. Anyway, back to Rab Chaim's answer. So he explains that according to the Rambam, the Gemara is asking a more limited question, and therefore it's also giving a more limited answer than the way Rashi had explained this. And the way Rab Chaim formulates this is that the Gemara's question, which led it into the whole issue of Paris and Osnia, is that we should learn out from Orev, which has two of the signs. So we should learn out to any bird which has two signs of being non-kosher is non-kosher. So the Gemara answers, well, then why does the Torah say Paris and Osnia, which only have one sign? So the implication is that you cannot learn from Orev, which has two signs, but you would be able to learn out from Paris and Osnia that any bird which has one sign of being non-kosher is kosher. And that's why the Torah had to write Nesher, which has all four signs. 
So from here we see that when we compare birds with different levels of signs, like Orev has two and Paris and Osnia has one, so we only are able to exclude the greatest number of signs. So the Orev has more non-kosher signs than Paris and Osnia, so it gets excluded. But we cannot exclude Paris and Osnia on their own if not for Nesha. So the numbers are very important, says Rab Chaim. When the Gemara says that we should learn out from Paris and Uznia to other birds that are non-kosher, it means only birds which only have one sign. Because if it's a bird with two signs, then it's a different category of numbers. We wouldn't learn out from Paris and Uznia. So when the Gemara said that Paris and Uznia you can't learn out from two psukim, it only was asking that we should not be able to exclude other birds with only one sign. But uh, birds with two signs are not part of this whole discussion. So when we go through the list of the 24 non-kosher birds, it's possible that there are birds with all sorts of different numbers. Some might have three non-kosher signs, some might have two. There could be all variations, but the Gemara's whole discussion at this point is only centering on the ones that are similar to Paris and Osnia in that they only have one sign of being non-kosher. So now when the Gemara answered that three of the signs appear in other birds, but one of them is special to only Paris and Osnia, it's not talking about all 24 non-kosher birds. It's only talking about that group of birds which have one non-kosher sign. So there are three signs which multiple birds have, only one sign for per bird, but three of them appear in other birds. And one of them within that limited group is special only to Paris and Osnia. But this has no bearing on other birds in the group, which might have all four signs of being Tameh, and that wouldn't affect this answer of Paris and Osnia because the Gemara is not discussing them. So this is the explanation according to the Rambam when the Gemara said that Paris and Osnia are unique, that they have one sign which appears in no other bird. It's not making a statement about all 24 birds. It was only discussing the birds which have one sign, which we could have learned out from Paris and Osnia. And the Gemara answers that we can't because there's a special sign that's only relevant to Paris and Osnia. But any bird which has two non-kosher signs or three non-kosher signs or all four non-kosher signs isn't part of this discussion to begin with because we wouldn't have been able to derive them from Paris and Osnia to begin with. So this would explain the Shittas HaRambam. It's possible to say, even at the end of the day in the Gemara, that if we find a bird with two or three or all four non-kosher signs, we don't know whether it's in the list or not. And also we can defend the idea that any bird which is predatory is automatically excluded from the list because the only bird which is non-predatory and has one simon of being kosher in addition to that is either the Paris or Osnia, and that is not in these areas. So once we find a bird which is non-predatory with one simon of being kosher, it's automatically kosher. So this interpretation of the Gemara makes sense with the way the Rambam codifies the Halacha. But, says Rab Chaim, there's still a problem with the reading of the Mishnah, according to the Rambam. Because the Rambam said explicitly that if it's non-predatory and it has two more signs of being kosher, then it's definitely kosher. That was what we read in the Rambam at the beginning, that non-predatory and one simon is kosher because the only exception is Paris and Osnia, and it's not around these areas. But if it has non-predatory and two signs of being kosher, so then there's no such thing as such a non-kosher bird in the whole world. 
So if so, the Mishnah which says that it needs three simonim to be tahor, and according to the Rambam, that means it has to be in addition to Eino Dores. We need both sections of the Mishnah. It's non-predatory. And then the Mishnah adds on. It needs three simonim to be tahor, but according to the Rambam, it only needs two. Because there is no non-kosher bird in the world which is non-predatory and has two signs of being kosher. So the Mishnah does not hold together. Why does the Mishnah require three simanim when two is sufficient? And even more problematic, Rab Chaim says that the, the Gemara keeps saying that Paris and Osnia only have one sign that they're kosher, but according to the Rambam, they actually have two. They have non-predatory, and then one of the remaining three. So uh, why does the Gemara keep saying that these are examples of one simon when they actually have two simanim because they have to be non-predatory in addition to their other simon? So, so far, this piece has been much more technical than usual in this Sefer, but now Rab Chaim's going to get into the lumdus that he's trying to develop. And he says that the Rambam holds that there's a fundamental difference between the simon of being non-predatory versus the other three simonim, which are physical signs in the bird's body. And the way he explains it is that all of these signs are halacha l'moshem Sinai. They're a dinado raisa, that we have a tradition that Hashem gave Moshe, that these are the signs that make a bird kosher. And uh, we learn them out from the Torah's description of a nesher as a non-kosher bird. So we learn out from that nesher what the signs of a non-kosher bird are. But it says Rab Chaim, this is not an asmachta. It's not a drabanan that we're finding some hint to in the Torah. It's a real din do raisa. As you see from the whole Gemara's discussion, because it calls it a shnei ksuvim habayim ke'echad, that it's two psukim and we can't learn out from that. And also the Gemara says, why do we need to write Orev? Uh, we already know that. So you see that the, the Gemara is saying that these signs are a real Doraisa, how to determine which birds are considered kosher. Now, even though the Rambam explicitly said that if you know the bird you're holding is not in the list of 24 birds in the Torah, which are non-kosher, then you're allowed to eat it. So that seems to indicate that the Torah gave a list of 24 birds, and that is what makes a bird non-kosher, being on that list. Any other bird in the world is considered kosher, and it's not determined by the signs. Even so, says Rab Chaim, that the Gemara seems to say clearly that a bird is kosher when it has the signs of being kosher. And he adds that this doesn't contradict Contradict the idea of the Torah's list, it works with it because at the end of the Gemara, the conclusion is that the only birds which we learn out from that list are birds which are like Nesher, which are lacking in all signs of kosher. They have all four signs of being non-kosher. But the other birds which do have some signs of being kosher, we don't learn out from the Torah's list. So uh, there is no bird in the world which is like a nesher that has no signs of being kosher other than the ones on the Torah's list. So there's no contradiction between the list in the Torah and saying that the signs of being a kosher bird are what make a bird into a kosher bird, not just not being on the list. So this is point number one, which is that the signs are what makes this bird kosher. But point number two, says Rab Chaim, is that when it comes to the four signs, there's a major difference between the predatory sign and the other three. And that is that the, the other three signs, which are in the bird's body, physical features of it, 
those are siman tahara. They are signs that this bird is actively kosher. And the lack of those signs is an indication that this bird is not kosher. But the predatory sign is the opposite. Being a predator is a simantuma. If the bird has predatory instincts, then we consider it a non-kosher bird. And if it's lacking the predatory instinct, then it's lacking that non-kosherness and it could be kosher. But it's not an active sign that it is kosher. It's just a sign that it's not non-kosher if it's not a predatory bird. So this distinction, says Rabbi Chaim, is exactly why the Mishnah divided these four simanim into two different groups. Because first it's saying, any predatory bird is non-kosher. And then it moves on to the second concept here, which is if it has the three signs of being a kosher bird, then it is a kosher bird. So these are two different halachas that the Mishnah is coming to teach us. They can't be combined into one sentence because one would be a sign that it's a non-kosher bird, and if it's lacking the predatorness, then it's a sign that it's not a non-kosher bird, but that has nothing to do with making it a kosher bird. And then the Mishnah lists the three signs, which if it has them, do make it into a kosher bird. And now, given this distinction, says Rab Chaim, when the Gemara said, that Rab Chia said, that a bird which has only one sign is tahor, it's kosher, so he was certainly only talking about one of the three which would make it kosher. He's not talking about whether it's a predator or not, because that's not a simon tahara. That's a simon, if it is a predator, that it's tameh. But when Reb Chia talks about the siman, that it's tahor, so those can only be the three which were listed in the second part of the Mishnah. And Reb Chia is telling us if it has any one of those three along with the absence of making it a non-kosher bird, meaning it's non-predatory, then it would be kosher. So according to this, says Reb Chaim, we can explain the Rambam's position beautifully. The question Reb Chaim had asked is that the Rambam says that Paris and Oznia have Two signs. They're non-predatory plus one of the other signs. And the Gemara keeps saying that Paris and Oznia only have one sign. Says Rab Chaim because the Gemara is talking about a simantahara. So when the Gemara keeps saying that Paris and Oznia only have one sign, it means of those three simane tahara, they only have one of the signs. But they're also non-predatory. That's a prerequisite to being a kosher bird. But that doesn't count towards the Gemara's counting because the Gemara is listing which simanim they have of being a kosher bird, a siman that they're tahor. And being predatory or not is a siman tuma. So it's not relevant to the Gemara's discussion or the Gemara's count with regard to how many simane tahara the Paris and Oznia have. And also says Rab Chaim, this answers why the Mishnah says that you need to have three simanim of being kosher. And according to the Rambam, that's in addition to being non-predatory. But that contradicts the Rambam because the Rambam holds if it's non-predatory and has two simanim that it's kosher, then it's automatically acceptable. There is no such thing as a non-kosher bird, which is non-predatory and has two simanim of being kosher. So why does the Mishnah require three simanim of being tahor in addition to being non-predatory? when, uh, in fact, two are sufficient. Says Rab Chaim, because the Mishnah is listing what are the three simanim of Tahara, and we know from Rab Chia that any one is sufficient. So the Mishnah is telling us which three simanim 
are any one of them sufficient? So it doesn't mean to say that you need all three of them in addition to being non-predatory. It means to say exactly what Reb Chia interpreted it, that if it's non-predatory and it has one of the following three, then it's considered a kosher bird. So the way the Rambam Shita comes out conceptually, it's that it needs to be non-predatory because if it's predatory, that's a simintoma and automatically it's a non-kosher bird. So it has to be non-predatory to get started as a kosher bird. And then in addition to that, it only needs one of the active simone tahara. There are three possible signs that it's a kosher bird. And so long as you have one of them, then it's considered a kosher bird. So this is Rab Chaim's piece. It's a difficult piece mainly because the beginning is very technical and Rab Chaim goes through three different shitas of how to read this Gemara before he comes to the Rambam, which is the fourth. But the conceptual point in this piece, once we get to the Rambam and we have all the information down, is actually very simple. And that is that the simanim that the Gemara, the Mishnah lists, are what makes a bird into a kosher bird. It's not just a comparison of what's on the Torah's list of non-kosher birds, but Rab Chaim differentiates that the predatory simen is a sign that it's non-kosher. That's what's unique about it according to the Rambam. Uh, So long as the bird does not have predatory, then it's a contender to be a kosher bird. We don't see it as a non-kosher bird. But then there are the three other simanim, which are the active signs that make a bird into a kosher bird. And the bird needs to have one of those in order to be considered a kosher bird. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud.